Your attention, please. <laughs> the Walt Disney World Railroad, now boarding for a scenic trip around the Magic Kingdom. Board. Brad, we got a little scare from uh, Tower of Terror earlier this week. It was all of a sudden just closing all the time, and there were holes in the building. And I don't after after what happened at Disneyland, I don't I don't like it when Tower of Terror just randomly has scaffolding and and things on it. I mean, they were they were only putting like a couple of little uh, uh, accoutrement on there that might make you think they were going to suddenly switch to Guardians. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> I I think I think it's just I think it's just, they just had to get everything. Maybe they were putting a laser projector in to to really you know up the whole holiday thing because you know they've already been testing the the holiday overlay and mm-hmm. everything for it. So uh, by the by the way, when I say holiday overlay, everybody, I'm talking about the thing where they project stuff onto the tower. The Hollywood I'm not toy saying, hotel. Yeah, yeah, I'm not saying that we're about to see. Um, what would what would the Tower of Terror's version of Jingle Cruise be? <laughs> it's got to have the word tower and then of not terror? Is that is that the is that the holiday version of that? Tower of Sharer? Oh yeah, that there you go. The yes. Holiday joy? Oh, I like it. I like it. Here's yeah, the, so, here's the so, problem with the holiday overlay of Tower of Terror. Uh, it's a fundamental change <laughs> to the attraction. Um, that uh, that scene where all the people get struck by lightning and disappear uh, doesn't really fit in super well to the whole Christmas vibe. Oh, oh, you're gonna you're gonna remove that. Instead, it's gonna be they're gonna they're gonna completely change the pre-show. It's gonna be that Santa crashed at the Tower of. <laughs> Terror at the Tower Hotel, sorry, in the Tower of Sharer, and thus you have to take the uh, service elevators to go up and help save Christmas and save Santa. And so, as you're going through the uh, the transfer room, that's going to tell you the story of you know how you got how you meet up with Santa, and he can't get going again and the sleigh starts fa- wait no i think this is going the wrong way okay okay holiday overlays maybe so, aren't the easiest thing in the world to do and and for the that fifth dimension scene the the problem is those are all physical props and so you'd have to do what the uh t- the haunted mansion in disneyland does and just like put santa hats on everything and so it'd just Ooh. be a big eyeball with a santa hat and a big grandfather clock with a santa hat and Everything would just have Santa hats on it, which which makes everything holiday. Wait, why why are we overthinking this, Jeremy? It's the Tower of Sharer where you just put a Santa hat on everything and you call it a day. How about how about this? How about the ta- the Tower of Where Her? W H E R E space H E R, and we're looking for Mrs. Claus. Oh, I I you're thinking good now. <laughs> And 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 instead of instead of the the elevator dropping, you're dropping down a chimney, and you find her at the end of the ride. As you as you drop into a house, and there up. she is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, we we just solved that problem and took a total left turn <laughs> from our discussion of 
that that there was a hole in Tower of Terror. Oh, I just went to rhymezone.com. I got a boatload. Oh of no. Oh no. Bird scarer. Um bird armor sh- armor bearer. Writ of error. Bearer, lairer, error, pairer, sharer, swearer, wearer, uh cup bearer, tower of cup bearer. Now that's this- but, but here's the here's the thing. You already got to what it was this week, which was the Tower of Error. <laughs> yep. Um, apparently, some some broke some motor because so um, one morning it just randomly closed, and then uh, when it reopened, the middle two uh, the middle two elevator shafts weren't running, and then um, the next morning it closed again, and when it reopened, they were. So apparently, some motor needed to be replaced or something, and uh, and in, and in between all of this, scaffolding appeared like way up on yeah. Tower of Terror, and then right suddenly there was center. a yeah, and suddenly there was a hunk of Tower of Terror that was missing right there, and there was a hole, and suddenly the hole was gone and everything was working again, which and it was I clearly think- a. a- a maintenance door like it wasn't a, a they weren't like cutting some of the some of the uh, coverage of it was people saying like oh my god they cut a big hole in tower of terror and it's like no they it's pretty clearly a door that's always meant to be there what you're you're trying to insinuate that people would be clickbaity to make sure that you break you saw it and yeah <laughs> hole in tower of terror it'll never be the same again <laughs> I I was I was concerned though because you never you never want to see that and while I do agree with you that looking looking at what they removed and what it looked like when they put it back it it was clear that it was intended to be removed I don't think it was easy as you know like taking a hinge off you may they may have still had to like chip away some stuff or something to get it out because Probably. I don't think it's it's made to be removed regularly. Uh, but when it was gone, it, it did look pretty much like something had been had been cut out. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't I wouldn't call it fully being clickbait, but maybe just maybe maybe a slight uh, embellishment to to encourage people to be more interested in what was going on. But whatever it was, was apparently and hopefully short lived. Well, and my worry with Tower of Terror in Florida is always, like, the fifth dimension section is very complicated. And the way that it works is very finicky. And my, I think this it's a worry and also the reason that I really don't need to worry is that it's so, it's so unique that they, you know, wouldn't get rid of it as readily as they did in, in California. But also that, like, at some point, does it get to be too much trouble to keep up with the fifth dimension part? And do they, you know, fundamentally go in and, and change it to be simpler, you know? Or, or do they retheme it into something that's that's less finicky? You know, maybe they, instead of the the elevator car driving itself through the, the uh, fifth dimension scene, they can just kind of move it on a on a rail or something uh, straight through because if you've ever, and I know you have, but, but if, you know, if anybody hasn't watched uh, the art of engineering video on how the tower of terror works, it's very cool. It's, it's really cool how they have four shafts 
and two fifth dimension scenes and two um, of the show scenes in the middle. Like they really do a great job of, of moving and two elevator shafts actually. So there's four, there's four starting shafts and two falling shafts. And so how that, how that attraction handles four elevators full of people um, and how they, you know, how they keep it moving and how time, how well timed it is and stuff where there's two fifth dimension scenes and two falling shafts is, is pretty cool. But it's also very complicated and it does make me worry sometimes that it's, it gets to the point where it's too much trouble to keep up with and they'll just stop. I don't believe that you have anything to be worried about until Universal, you know, until Disney backs up a big enough dump truck at Universal to uh, to rework that whole deal with the usage of Marvel characters. Mm. When that dump truck gets backed up, then you should be very, very scared. But until that until that dump truck gets backed up. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be too worried at all because by that dump attraction. Truck, you mean several thousand dump trucks. Yes, yes, several thousand <laughs> dump trucks. Uh, but until that happens, yeah, it that attraction pulls enough people that I don't see Disney doing anything about it right now, uh, except for you know maybe uh, hacking off a chunk of the building, doing a little <laughs> repair, and sticking that chunk of building back on. Uh, yeah, everything seems to be fine. Tower of Terror is running, operating again, and, and everybody's happy. Except for Brad, who's not happy because uh, a couple weeks ago you were talking about how Disney should offer a Genie Plus discount to people staying on property as a perk to to get people to stay on property, um, so they don't lose more people like they've you know lost you. Um, but they're not doing that for American guests, but they are offering a Genie Plus discount to UK guests, um, and it. It comes out to be about five dollars cheaper per day. Um, get, brings it down to about ten bucks a day for Genie Plus for UK guests. Um, but yeah, nothing for American American people. Which I guess I understand. They're the international travel. International uh, guests are a really huge part of Walt Disney World, and I reckon there's not a whole lot of that happening right now. And so anything to get more people to uh, come across the pond. They're probably trying to figure it out. Although I don't know how how big of a draw this would be, but you know. Yeah, I think to me the bigger thing is there is no discount for U.S. guest yet because this says to me that they are definitely willing to discount it, and I think that was a bit more of the question that we had initially. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they have already done it means that they are totally willing to do it. And if they if they're willing to do it for this, there's gonna be other stuff. I I wonder if I wonder if this is gonna be the new free dining. Hmm. Like a free genie plus or a discounted genie plus free or or discounted or you know, something where they like it just it offers them a lot of opportunities to um, what to they they have created 
a discount where there wasn't a discount previously, right? Because you couldn't say, hey, we'll give you free FastPass Plus because FastPass Plus was always free. Right. But now that they're charging for something, now they can they can create value without having to do as much as what they what they were already doing. So I'm, I was more interested in this story from the, I mean, yes, the, the perspective of, okay, it kind of stinks that, you know, we're not getting any sort of discount, but the discount is out there to at the same time going, there is a discount out there, which makes me think that discounts will occur for other things moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. That's an interesting thought to, to position genie plus as a, a freebie, you know, during low, uh, what during low crowd times, do you think they would still do free dining also? I don't, that's, well, that was the next thing I was about to say is, I don't know. It, I think they would, I think it would depend on how much it, it helped, right? If, if everything was equal, I think it might be, uh, no, I don't think it would be, it would be cheaper for them to offer the, offer Disney or Genie Plus for free oh, for your for entire sure. trip, right? Like yeah. way cheaper. So if that can move the needle, just do that. And if it can move the needle partially, maybe they would offer some sort of hybrid uh, super deal where you get free Genie Plus and and a quick service meal for mm. free every mm. day. Yeah, you know where it's not a it's not a full dining plan, but you do get a you do get this you do get that, and so it makes it the whole thing look way more attractive. I don't know. I I think there's some opportunities there that I wasn't I just I wasn't sure initially. I kind of assumed that Disney would be willing to move, but you never know. If they if they really wanted to keep the 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 shine on it, then they would stay away from discounting it for a while. Right. And that they're discounting it already tells me, okay, yeah, no, they're not afraid to to play with this. Um, where they need to, so it'll it'll be interesting to see what happens, and maybe nothing will come of this. But I think I think something's going to come of this at some point. Well, my only fear in all that would is that you know these discounts and everything would happen for people staying in deluxe resorts. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, that that was about to be my next thing. Is yeah, it it will. It, so here's what I could see happening: if you're staying at a deluxe resort, you get free Disney Plus during value season. If you're staying at a value resort during during uh, value season, then you know we'll give you two fifty off a day or something like that. Yeah, because right now they're already doing the free dining. You know, you get quick service meals for a a value resort, and then for moderate and deluxe, you get the one where you get uh, one table service a day. So they're already differentiating between resorts in in the freebie space. And so, yeah, I, I I think you're right. I think there would be, you know, maybe you get a five dollar a day discount if you're in the in the values, and then you get it for free if you're in the uh, deluxe or moderate. But as as much as we you know talk about this stuff, I just I just saw that uh, what that the Star Wars hotel is already fully booked for its right. first three months. So everybody is still clearly willing to spend all the money and as long as people are going to spend the money disney's going to keep doing the things uh to get more of that money yeah. uh unsurprisingly so yay 
Um, speaking of genie, Lynn Testa um, over at the Disney Dish podcast. If you haven't, every time you say that name, all I can hear is Chuck Testa. <laughs> nope. I'm sorry, but every time. Nope. Lynn Testa. Um. So it was episode three, uh, episode three forty six of Disney Dish. Uh, Len was talking about he he went to Disney and did a kind of genie test to uh, just test how how it works. And there were several scenarios. He went in and did nothing for genie. Didn't tell it what his favorite attractions were. Didn't tell it what he wanted to eat. Um, he had another person go and tell genie that you know she loved star wars everything everything star wars she picked and then there was a third person that did genie plus and uh, a touring plan and did uh, lightning lane and so the the interesting thing to me was he said that his itinerary and the girl that was there with him that told genie plus that she loved star wars and everything their itineraries were exactly the same same so they, so they were they were not they were not visiting as a group though right they no. were all entering the park as individuals yes, right yes individuals not grouped as a family or anything um and the so the the person that did the lightning lane and stuff their experience was um they waited in line less but they spent about 40 bucks for that day for their lightning lane stuff and for genie plus um but the the two that they didn't buy Genie Plus, they were just using Genie. Um, it had them their first three and a half hours at uh, Hollywood Studios riding Alien Swirling Saucers in the morning. Best ride! And then buying a droid and then going to uh, the Disney Junior Stage Show. And these are, you know, Len is in his, I, I don't know what it, thirties or forties. I mean, he's a grown man and the, the woman that was with him, she's also a grown person and why it would tell two separate grown adults with no children with them to go to Disney junior. I don't understand. Um, and then another thing that happened, uh, was rise of the resistance went down and it, so it switched them to um, Slinky Dog in the afternoon because Ry- they had a thing for Rise in the afternoon. But it never recommended it again. Even after Rise came back up, it never recommended it again. And his concern was that you have somebody who doesn't know a lot about, or doesn't, let's say you have somebody who doesn't really pay attention to the the Disney news or whatever. They don't really know what's what's going on. They're just going to Disney for fun. Um so they go, they use Genie and they come back and you you ask them, "Man, what did you think of Rise of the Resistance? Wasn't that awesome?" And they say, well, "I didn't go on it. Yeah, it wasn't ever offered to me." You know, or or like I had a thing for it, but it went down and then it was never offered to me again. So you could possibly have a person who is using this Disney service who doesn't get to experience this attraction that is, you know, the number one attraction in any theme park right now. And and that that is concerning to me. Um, uh, and so I don't know. It, 
what, what the takeaway from from all that testing he did um, was is that Genie Plus seems to be doing um, crowd Genie. dispersal. Or I'm sorry, right. Genie, not Genie Plus, just a Genie the service um, seems to be doing a lot more crowd dispersal um, and, and less actual like individual tailoring of experiences um, and, and more trying to use its smarts to move people around the park um, the way that FastPass did. You know, when FastPass was first introduced, um, the what the wait times at the most popular attractions went down and the wait times at the not as popular attractions went up because FastPass uh, was was moving these people around the park naturally it was by its you know just by its existence and by people using it it was kind of dispersing these crowds throughout the park and so it seems to be just doing that right now um at least in this case and i guess you know it's it's new it's very very new and i'm sure they'll tweak it and and make it work but like just the sheer fact that it told two grown two grown-ups with no kids um to go to the Disney Junior stage show is, I think, very telling about what Genie's priorities are, uh, and I and it's it's disappointing. I don't I don't think that's what people want. What people expect is to. Um, I don't think that's what people are expecting because so as a Dis- as a Star Wars fanatic as this one person was. Um, you tell them, like, I got to go on Smuggler's Run. I got to go on Rise of the Resistance. If Rise of the Resistance is down, yeah, obviously Genie can't do anything about it. But as soon as it comes back up, you got to get that person on Rise. Like, if you tell Genie something is your favorite, Genie's got to get that on your itinerary. Like, it has to. That's That's table stakes to me. Is this thing has to say, okay, well you said Smuggler's Run and Rise of the Resistance were important to you. I'm going to make sure you ride that. Even if I have to say like, hey, Rise is down and it's closed for the rest of the day. You you'll need to come back to Hollywood Studios another day. You know, even if it has to say that, just something, something to make sure that whatever you choose if you if you make a selection when Genie's asking you what your favorite stuff is, if you make a selection, it's got to put that on your itinerary. That that to me is non-negotiable. Yeah, I I think that there is I think there is a level of dependence that some people might be ha- and and I know that, you know, this test was to say if you were completely dependent on genie and i think the i think the very first thing is no one should ever be completely dependent upon genie right like but that I, and, it's and, being sold as something that you can be completely dependent yes on. yeah and 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 also i think that we need to acknowledge like the result of lynn testa's test was uh you should get a touringplans.com well sure yes uh, itinerary you know because full yes. disclosure that's who he works but at the same time i i i want to get that out there so that nobody's going well sure you're going to listen to him his yeah he does have a vested interest in saying genie is you know not doing as well as it should be but it, he is not alone in this this is just the one that you choose you chose to bring up there have been plenty of people who have you know brought up questionable choices 
that Jeannie makes throughout the day. And I, the, the, the rise aspect of it. Yeah. Don't just don't trust Jeannie. And I do agree with you that it should be telling you to go back. And that is an oversight. I hope that is something that they fix, but it's just more proof that, that they're not going to, and the crowd disbursement, like, I I know there are people who are surprised by that, but in my mind, that's always, always what Jeannie was about. Jeannie was never about trying to help you ride the things you wanted to ride more often. It was about how do we get people where we want them to go in the parks? Because that has been Disney's goal for years. Well, when, it, when, when Fast Pass came out, you would get these things called surprise Fast Passes. A surprise Fast Pass was, you know, you would go to... Uh, you would go to Space Mountain and suddenly you would get a surprise fast pass. You know, when when you stuck your your ticket in, it would pop out your your Space Mountain fast pass and then a Pooh's Honey Hunt uh, or the Mini Adventures of Winnie the Pooh, sorry, uh, fast pass as well with it. And that was about getting you to go over to there because they realized that part of the park was slow. Or I remember cast members handing out fast passes to lights motor action because they knew the early shows weren't <laughs> as well attended. And they're like, Hey, you've got a fast pass now. And the truth was you could have gotten in normally, but they tried to encourage you with that stuff. So Disney has, has long been in the game of, you know, what can we do to kind of make the crowds be more even throughout the park? And yeah, Jeannie's just the latest version of that. I don't... My my I don't, issue, though, is that, like, why ask the question? If you're not going to respect the answer of the of the guest, why ask what they want? Why not just say, like, you get Genie, we tell you, you know, we give you an itinerary, boom. Why why even put up, put on the facade of, like, of, uh, of individual... Uh, why even put up the the facade of like letting people in be or letting people influence the itinerary by making choices? You know that that's my problem is that you're you're like pre- presenting false hope. Yeah, I I so I think this is kind of uh, there's a there's a couple of reasons for this. Number one, building trust because if I make you feel like you have a a, a role to play in this, you are more likely to trust the results, whether or not you're actually affecting them. Number two, we don't know. Like uh, I, this is the only test that I've seen where people have gone into it with different things and come out with the exact same itinerary. It could have been a bad day for genie plus where one of the, one of the systems that the system that, uh, what, um, individualizes each one was down. And so they have a fallback standard itinerary that they used because that system was down that day. So maybe you would have gotten a different itinerary if it was on another day there. I feel like you need more testing sure. to know. And then finally, that could be what the eventual goal is because as much, as much as it is about crowd dispersion and stuff like that, it's only going to work as well as, you know, to, in order to make it work well, you need people to use it. 
And if people find it doesn't work well, they're going to stop using it. So you do want to make it functional so that people will trust it and will use it. Sure. So even even if that's not something that you're doing right now, if that's something that you plan to grow into, that would also be a reason. And, And which of those, if any, is the reason I can't say for sure. But I can see, you know, a, a couple of different possibilities and a couple of different possibilities outside of Disney doesn't care what the answers are, where you could end up doing that pretty simply, you know, it just trust wise. I mean, if I put Splash Mountain as one of the things that I love and then uh, and then Jeannie doesn't tell me to go like so if I if I'm in the Magic Kingdom. And Jeannie says, okay, cool. You're in the Magic Kingdom today. What are your favorite things? And I put Splash Mountain, you know, Space Mountain, Big Thunder Mountain. I, I'm I'm a big mountain head, and I want to do all the mountains. No, no, it, no. You are, you are Mountain Man. I am Mountain Man, and I want to do all the mountains. And then it says, okay, Nito, first thing you're going to want to do is Jungle Cruise. I'm like... immediately I don't I'm not going to trust this thing you know and if we're talking about building trust I think the one of the first things you have to do is like okay you want Splash Mountain Big Thunder and Space Mountain well first thing head over to uh, Splash Mountain do that one then go hit Big Thunder while you're over there you know and then then Space Mountain at 11 you know or something you know but it's like if you if you fill out all this stuff and then it says, okay, first thing, you know, you're going to rope drop, first thing, Tiki Room. It's like, that doesn't make any <laughs> sense, you know? It's like, you can do Tiki Room anytime. But it's like, yeah, first thing you do, Mark Twain but, Riverboat. Go, go but, hit up Mark Twain. But see, here's the thing. It told you to go hit the Tiki Room because you said you like Splash Mountain. And it's like, okay, you like shows with animatronics. You need to go see... <laughs> The Tiki Room. And then it sent you to Jungle Cruise because you said you like Splash Mountain. It's like, you like floating in water. So <laughs> you need to go to the Jungle Cruise. I like. I mean, I can logic away any of this stuff if you need me to. <laughs> I guess, yeah. I So that that would be an explanation of just a bad algorithm. You know, or a... a, a dumb algorithm. Dumb algorithm, yeah. And something that they can improve on. It It depends, I guess, on motive you know if you're gonna if if the motive is we don't care about what you put in the questionnaire we're just gonna send you where we want you to go that sucks but if it's because the technology is bad and it's you know gonna get better that's fine like i'm good with that i understand that um i guess it's just with time we'll see what the what the technology looks like but at the same time, if the technology is that dumb, maybe the response should be, hey, let's not do this yet. Yeah, not ready because, for prime time. Yeah, our our technology is too dumb right now, guys. Nope, nope. We need it. it, it it's going to make us money. Ship it. This FastPass Plus thing is long in the tooth. No one likes it anymore. Yeah, yeah. Every every complaint we have is, I wish there wasn't fast. I wish I could pay money for something that wasn't quite <laughs> as good as Fast Pass Plus. I I feel like every time I got one of the you know the you know the little people who the little people you you know the people who are walking around. Uh, they have the they have the little iPad and 
they've got the white shirt mm-hmm. on and the hat, and that's the people who are taking surveys. And inevitably, you're going to get stopped at least one day uh, when you're entering the parks, and they're going to be like, hey, can you do a quick survey or something? I always told them that. Like, I am so tired of getting fast pass for free, yeah. and I'm glad to hear that they finally... So, so the person who entered and did the buy everything, I'm taking it they they at least got a different itinerary, right? Yes. Yes. And, well, but they had choices. But they had to make picks, right? Yes. Yeah. At that point, so they, they... They, by definition, created their own. Genie Plus allowed them to have reservations. Yeah, and so yeah. they were not a they were not slave to the itinerary because they had the option to make the choice and buy the choice. So mm. like Rise, they just paid the fifteen bucks to go on it, and they ended up you know it was fifteen bucks for Genie Plus, and then fifteen to do Rise, and I think ten to do Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. So they made the choice and they paid the money. And they got to do way more things. Right. And they were not prompted to buy a droid. Yeah, that that might be, <laughs> of, of everything that you've said, that might be the most egregious thing. Because I could, I could make the argument about, you know, going and seeing the Disney Junior as, hey, we're going to try to get you through everything so that you can say that you have seen all of... Uh, Disney's Hollywood yeah. Studios by the time it's all said and done, right? Like I could, I could fathom making that argument. Where it all falls apart to me, and where it just gets just icky, is hey, go buy a droid. Yeah, like you better, what, go, you better go buy this. Yeah, yeah. I don't. The, the only time understand I understand the whole go buy stuff. Thing. The only time I can see that working is. So if you're the Star Wars person, if you're the person who says, I love Star Wars, everything Star Wars, check, 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 check. The, I think the genie has to suggest getting a droid and doing the Savi's workshop, the lightsaber experience. Yeah, but because you probably can't get Savi's day of. So If you're a fanatic, well, yeah, maybe not. But if you're a fanatic and, and there's availability... They have to they have to suggest that. And in that case, yes, that is technically buying something, but it's buying something special that would actually be meaningful to that person. Yeah, but even then I would want it to be something where it's like, hey, almost like a like additional information sort of thing, right? Where it's like, hey, if you're interested, there is this thing that you could do. Hmm. Not a not a full out now it's time for you to go do this. <laughs> now it's and time for you a, to pay two hundred dollars for a lightsaber. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. There's a difference there. I mean, do you see what I'm saying though? Yes, I do. You want it to you want it to show you off to the side this right. is available. Like right. hey, at two, you could do this. Right, if or, you wanted to it's add a, to itinerary, a, like have an add to itinerary it, button. Yes, yeah, okay. yeah. Here, yeah. this is a this is a time when wait times for building droids are typically low. Or I could get you a, a reservation to do Savi's at this time, or something like that. That I would be totally cool with. But the idea that it's going to be like, hey, 
Now it's time to go build a droid. Yeah. Nah. Yeah, buy a droid was number two on the itinerary. Like, go uh-huh. ride alien swirling saucers and then buy a droid. And then go buy a droid. <laughs> and then and then what was after that? The, <laughs> the Disney Junior show? Yes, yeah. Isn't that what you said? Yeah. I, it, or Were those... I? Do you remember, were those legitimately the first three things in order? Yeah, I believe so, yeah. Okay, that makes absolutely no sense. Right. Well, he said, he said he had so much downtime. He was in the park for 12 and a half hours, and he had so much downtime that he and Jim were able to record like four podcasts. Yeah, because, well, and I'm not even talking about the downtime. I'm talking about the inefficiency the if, of you're going to go to the middle of the park then you're going to go over to uh, Galaxy's Edge, go do the droid thing. Then you're going to walk all the way back across the park to go do the Disney Junior stage show. Like, why? Why would those be? Why would that be the yeah. order that you would choose to do those things? Crowd control. At least, if nothing, yeah, hundred percent. But at least you would go build the droid, then go to Alien Swirling Saucers, then go to Disney, like. At least then the things are in some semblance of an order. Yeah. Oh, man. This. Yeah. A, a lot of this stuff with Genie. I, I honestly, honestly, I would like them to get the kinks worked out with this and use it for crowd disbursement, but use it in a way that is beneficial to both Disney and to the guest. Because I, I know a lot of people who feel, you know, I've talked to plenty of people who feel overwhelmed at the idea of planning a Disney trip and trying to make sure that they do everything. And so if there's something that can legitimately help them and at the same, you know, I don't mind that at the same time it helps Disney by, you know, getting people to go to lights, motors, that's, that wasn't inherently a bad thing. If you wanted to go do lights, motors action telling you, you can go early in the day and just get it out of the way. That's not the, that's not a bad idea at all. You know, that, that can be efficient for Disney and efficient for you because then it opens you up for something else while other people are going and doing lights, motors action. So this can be a symbiotic relationship, but they need to make it that. And I, I don't know when, when you tell me go, go buy a, a, you know, droid or whatever it might, you know, whatever the next thing is like, is it going to suddenly pop up and say, doesn't it feel like a, a Mickey ice cream time to you or something like that? Hey, hey, now you want some fries. <laughs> Doesn't this feel like a Coke Zero afternoon? Yeah, how how long till that happens? Honestly, <laughs> like how long till how long till it starts being sponsored by, you know, by Coke or whatever and it's like, you know, every time the temperature goes above 90, it pops up. Ice cold Coke sure would go down good right now. Sends a sense of a push notification to your phone with the sound. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That, that sound that does, does, I don't know about you, but like when I'm in the theater and they have that, it does kind of make me want that soda. Yeah, so it's, it's uh, one of those, what Pavlovian responses. Like you hear that noise and it's like, Ooh, yeah. Yeah. With the, with the, the pour and then the bubbles. So I know what happens when that noise happens. What? You get happy. You get a drink. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Jeremy get I, refreshed. Yep. Yep. So <laughs> it's it's only it's only going to go downhill from here is what I'm afraid of, but I'm really hoping that they can turn it around and turn it into 
something that is is truly beneficial for everybody well, I think that'll do it for this episode. You can follow us on Twitter at MTM Podcast. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash MTM Podcast. You can visit us on the web at missingthemouse.co. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. And until then, have a magical day. Bye.